0: ever gotten that email or message and it really triggered you and you felt like I need to respond right away and you do it and you feel really good and the next day you might read again that email or message and your response and you're like oh this is a common experience to most of us and it does help to know that emotions and thoughts cognition they have an interplay and when we learn about them the high road and the low road of cognition in the interplay with emotions, it really gives us the key of the high road to success. In emotions and cognition. And in today's episode, I'm going to talk about two psychological concepts and how cognition really impact our emotions in order to really rip the benefits of this interplay between our emotions, which give us lots of clues, and our responses in order to really be successful. And why the old grandma advice, sleep on it, is really important. And how does this work? And if you don't know me, I'm Dr. Yuana Popa from Team for the Soul, and I bring together science, psychology, Christian faith, and also spiritual care in order to really bridge the languages in such a way that we can continue to grow psychologically and spiritually at our soul level, integrating with our body, mind, heart, and emotions so that we can be the best we can be in this world and continue to give and help others for the betterment of humanity. When I grew up, we were dealing with letters. So if you wanted to communicate with someone, you just send this letter and dear so-and-so, and then you go on and do your letter and then sign it and send it, go to the postal office and receive, receive it after a few days, sometimes weeks, depending on where in the world they were. and. They would, you'd get a response weeks later. Now, that is not what's happening. Now, we have emails, and those are instantaneous. And once we hit the send button, they're gone. And even more than that, we have messages in our phones, messenger. I mean, we have so many applications, and we communicate instantly. So, this can bring a problem because sometimes. We heard this story. Yes, sleep on it, don't respond right away. But there are several blocks. Sometimes if we don't respond right away, the list of emails is just gonna keep growing, or the list of messaging, or and then we might get those messages, why aren't you not responding? And if we don't respond right away, sometimes we just forget. So because of it, we're becoming into a habit. Let's stay in the flow, let's respond right away, let's respond to emails, let's respond to messages which in theory, it's a great practice. The only problem is when emotions, our emotions get entangled and we are triggered in a certain way, and we do that all the time. If we respond right in the moment, there's an issue. And it has to do with the way we're baked in our emotions into our response and the way our cognition is working in response to these emotions. Our brain is a wonderful, wonderful part of our own being with lots of beautiful thoughts. And it works to really modulate emotions through the process that's called appraisal, appraisal of emotions. What do I mean by that? We evaluate our brain, our thoughts, evaluate what's happening internally and externally, creating, bringing meaning and creating stories in such a way that we can adapt. We use the appraisal of emotions all the time. And I've talked about this in other episodes, but the key idea is here that we have our brain, a very and highly developed part of our brain, who is cognition. It's part of our frontal lobe, which is really interpreting information. And then we have deeper structures that are more actually more connected with emotions. And you might have heard or not of amygdala, which is a part of our brain. It's kind of tiny piece of our brain, kind of deep down inside. And we have one on each side are connected to our emotions. And this is called in psychology, we have a high low road and a low road from emotion and cognition. So what do I mean by that? So what happens is this, anytime we get new information, either through our eyes or through our body sensation or through our hearing, this sensory information moves through a part of our brain that it's receiver, it's kind of the receiver part of our brain, and then it moves to amygdala when it can produce a particular reaction. And in the same time, some information goes to the frontal part of our brain, the frontal cortex, in order to process this. But here is a catch. The connection between our sensory information from our organs that are grasping the sensory information to the amygdala where the emotions are registered, it's the low road and it's faster much faster than the response all the way to the front part of our brain, which is the one that ultimately evaluates what's best for us for the greater good. Now, interestingly, when we're really triggered, all that it means is our amygdala flares up and what's going to happen is going to hijack our consciousness, so to speak. In internal family system, they call this we're blended with our emotions, we're blended with our reactions. And interestingly enough, it hijacks the higher parts of our brain. So ultimately, what this means is we're not going to be at our best in thinking and problem solving and find the best solution. Now, you might wonder, well, why do we have this kind of reaction? Why can we not think when we actually need it in the middle of the moment. Well, actually, it's very adaptive. It's very primordial. So when we are in a crisis, when we are in a very intense situation, it's better for us to respond really quickly, either fight or flight or freeze. Those are the primordial responses so that we can survive. Like, Forget about thinking and planning and thinking for the future. That takes longer time. It, that's why it's it, the pathway is much longer in our brain because it's not towards survivor. So bottom line, when we are in a really intense emotion, it's much better to, obviously, if it's a, a threatening situation, we need to respond in the moment. But if it's not, we need to wait for the low road to cool down and to get our frontal lobe back online. In I, internal family system language, this means that we are blended with a part of us with a particular reaction, and we have to find some process. And Sometimes waiting really helps and sleeping on it, like my grandma might used to say, to really allow for that unblending, unhooking from that reaction so we can be back on our center. So I'll give you an example. I could be fine. I could be experiencing an amazing day. And then I might get an email or I might get a uh, a text and I may be triggered. All of a sudden, I was fine a minute before, but now I'm not. And the way this works is some parts of me will get triggered and I'll be in this low road between emotions and cognition, my frontal lobe will be hijacked and I will not think very necessarily clearly. And I actually had a situation like this maybe 10, 15 years ago. I don't remember exactly the moment, but I was really angry with a person. I was so angry and so blended with the emotion, but I had this 0.01% in my consciousness saying, you better wait on this one. Like I really felt I had to act on it and i just prayed to god that and i was like god i know you want me to forgive this person i just cannot it was just i was just very authentic i cannot but i trust you you're gonna help me to settle imagine your higher self it was that kind of conversation that allowed me to just sit with my emotions. And I didn't feel bad about having an emotion because for me, as a Christian, I remember Psalm 4, be angry and do not sin. And I knew also from the years in mental health that we don't control our emotions when they come and they go. But what we can control is our response to it. So I put that in practice. Was it easy? No, but I chose not to act on it and just wait. And that waiting helped me shift my perspective. And by next day, it wasn't like I wasn't angry and all of a sudden it was all amazing and everything was pink and I really appreciate that person. That person really wronged me but it helped me to be unblended, to be unhooked from my reaction, and be able to have a larger perspective. And at some point, by the next day, I even had this insight and was able to see the world through the other person's perspective. And that gave me a much more clear picture, and in the same time, helped me and informed me how to respond. So what happens on the brain level? The circuits between my sensory input and the amygdala, which really fired up amygdala and kind of took over my my brain, and in a certain sense, I was in an emergency response, really calmed down. It really got to me on a subconscious level that I'm actually not threatened. As parts of my brain thought I was. And I had more access to my higher consciousness, to my frontal lobe and other parts of my brain, including a sense of compassion. I was able to get connected with my true self and really experience the other person from their perspective. And it really helped as a Christian to really think that every person has the image of God. So no matter what the response is, there's some light, there's something inside that person, no matter how terrible the reaction might be on a behavioral level, but there's some impulse towards goodness. At a certain level, as human beings, there's something in that humanity that it's not lost. I've seen it in all sorts of situations. There's a flicker of light in every human being. And then when we can see it from the other person's perspective, that opens the conversation. That, again, that doesn't mean that we're agreeing with that person's behavior. It doesn't mean that we don't have to take any steps, but it just helps. Again, unless there is an emergency, it helps to bring many more perspectives and have a better brain capacity to play the tape forward, think of forward situations, situations in the future and consequences in the future, it can help us to make the best decisions. All right. So the two concepts in summary that I want to leave you with, the sense that our brain has this process of appraising, of evaluating, including our emotions and our responses. And because of the way we are wired to survive, we have a low road from emotions to our brain, which can hijack our consciousness. And in emergency, that's a great thing. But nowadays, when we're bombarded with emails and messages It's not always serving our purpose and helping us be successful. And we also have a high road to cognition, which takes a little longer time. And the more we can help get centered and help our emotions to calm down, the more we can think it through. And it might be that we might choose to take no action. Sometimes that's important. Sometimes we do have to take action and maybe take some ask for help. And sometimes we might need to sleep even more on it and find out even more solutions, depending on how complicated the situation is. And you might say, well, it's easy to say, to wait and sleep. Sometimes the reaction is really intense. Exactly. And because of it, what I really love to teach is that we practice self-regulating our emotions often, don't wait just until the emotions are really intense because it's like going to the gym. If we haven't practiced in a while, it's going to be really tricky to sustain our effort. So we have to grow in our capacity to tolerate our emotions and in order to allow for our emotions to cool down and shift from the low road of cognition to the high road of cognition in order to be successful in managing our emotions. So for that, the best way to do it is by using the a daily regenerating template. And I teach the renewal blueprint, which includes checking in with our emotions four times a day. Why four times and not three times or one time? I've noticed in general that checking in with our emotions every three to four hours, it's a good stretch of time. If we go longer than that, we, our emotions need a little bit extra help. So checking in the morning, checking with our emotions kind of midday, hey, how am I doing? Am I frustrated? Am I anxious? Am I sad? Am I happy? Am I joyful? Checking also at the end of the workday as we kind of wrap up the chapter of our day and also checking in also before we go to bed. And with that, when we do it four times a day on a daily basis, I've noticed from my professional experience and also my personal experience that I do tend to function more on an optimal level. And that renewal blueprint is really the key. Now, I invite you to type in the chat, what is your experience with emotions and this ability to kind of sleep on it or not? And I leave you with this tip, the grandma advice to sleep on it, does make sense from a scientific perspective and as hard as as this is and as how exciting it feels to just let it off your chest in the moment, it actually won't probably benefit your future self if you act from the low road of emotion so to speak so with that I thank you so much for all you're doing in the world as a giver as you're trying to help others support others and give for the betterment of humanity I thank you for all you're doing and thank you for being in this shared space and I'm looking forward to your comments in the chat and until next time I say goodbye for now